0: Welcome to Connection Privé. I'm Clémence de Crecy, CEO of PR agency Clementine Communication. This podcast is all about networking and the power of human connection. Over the weeks, we've had interviewed journalists, CEO, marketers, influencers, authors, doctors, to discuss the power of networking in their lives. Some really good advice been shared, such as just be yourself, give people a chance, be prepared, and know why you are there for. Today, restaurants and bars are starting to reopen in the UK, and I am so delighted to be welcoming my dear friend, Celebrity Chef, Cyrus Todiwala. So welcome, Cyrus Todiwala, Celebrity Chef on TV, having your own restaurant, you have your own range of pickles, and you do so much more than that. Welcome, and thank you so much for taking part in the show today. Thank you. What? Uh, how are you doing at the moment?
1: Well, at, at this very moment, I'm very relaxed. I'm sitting in a nice chair.
0: Good. With. <laughs> it's so important. Relaxed well it is important tell me um obviously we know each other for many many years and you know that i'm someone um i love your food i love your books i am absolutely a huge fan um but can you tell us a little bit more for those who haven't had a chance to to see you on tv or go to your restaurant before um in a few minutes can you tell us a bit more about who you are your background and how did you become the chef you are today
1: oh boy (laughs) <laughs> my that's asking for like 10 hours of talking anyway let's keep okay, it short I'll, I'll okay? stop you <laughs> yeah we'll keep it short so yeah Cyrus Todiwala the name of course you already repeated uh, <clears throat> so chef proprietor of Cafe Spice Namaste with Pervin my wife of course yes and uh, besides that we operate uh, four restaurants so we have four restaurants in all there are two restaurants known as Mr. Todiwala's Kitchen they mm-hmm. are both inside Hilton Hotels one is at the Hilton near Terminal 5 and the other is in a Hilton by Curio, Curio by Hilton at Canary Wharf. Right. And then we have a tiny little restaurant in Buckhurst Hill in Essex,
0: which is right. called
1: Mr. Todewala's Petiscu. Petishku means tapas in Portuguese, means small plates. And here we are recreating the Portuguese influence on Goa and Goan cuisine so it's a goan food with portuguese influence that means everything is served in small plates but it's got a very european influence in the food so these are the four outlets besides that of course we do have our own chutneys pickles masala spices etc cetera, etc cetera, that you have touched upon briefly yeah it's at the moment is being handled by our son hormuz because okay. he does all the deliveries he does all the order taking and of course my cookbook so I'm on, I have nearly seven books now.
0: me. So, yeah. <laughs> and your, your books, and the most recent one has been launched only a couple of months ago. Am I correct? Yes,
1: only in March, actually. It, uh, it oh, had gosh. to be, we couldn't do a launch because everything got postponed because of COVID 19. Yes. But uh, the launch was postponed, everything got canceled. But the book was, yes, published, and it was launched in March, in the third week of March, exactly. When the government closed everything down and um, this year cafe spice namaste is going to be 25 years old
0: amazing congratulations that's quite an achievement in the industry isn't it
1: well looks like it it's 25 (laughs) years of hard slog you try to think why am i doing all this
0: Oh, uh, I know you are a hard worker. I know your family, your wife and your two boys. And, and I get I know, crikey, there are hardworking people out there, but you're definitely leading by example. Um, Tell us for those who are listening to us a little bit more about you know, becoming a chef. I know, obviously, this situation we're in is very particular. It hopefully, will, it's, it's one and it never happen again. Um, but for those who are listening and and wants to learn a little bit about career paths and how to become the a professional chef, what sort of how what's your experience? How did you become who you are now?
1: Wow. So it, I mean, uh, of course, it starts with being very indecisive, not what to do after my A levels whether I'm going to X, Y, Z. And I was hopeless in education anyway. I was an (laughs) academic. My parents had given up on me long back, I think. (laughs) The easiest thing was, of course, I I had no idea that there was any way through hospitality, join a college and do a course. A friend took me to her college one day and said, have a look, you might like it because you love cooking. Uh That's how it started. So I joined uh, the college and from there, I got selected by the Taj Mahal Hotel in Bombay and they gave me a job and that's it. From then on, it's always been cooking, Cooking, 44 years this year.
0: Wow, so when did you arrive in the the UK? What took you to the UK actually? Oh
1: wow, so I mean cooking with the Taj group was moving around a bit and when I finished with the Taj group in 1989, I was group executive chef in Goa. From there, (laughs) we left and joined another friend who was having an opportunity to relocate his restaurant. And we went to Pune, worked for a couple of three, almost three years there, but the partnership wasn't really working. Okay. So we left and we migrated to Australia. Ah. And then a friend of mine who was in London working at the time said, why are you going to Australia? Come to London. You like London anyway. Mm-hmm. I said, great. So we moved, came to London, had a look, applied for a work permit. And in 1991, we arrived in London, nearly 30 <clears throat> years now.
0: Amazing. So that's a long time, long time. all oh, your life is here now, isn't it? Your, your, your two sons, Um, are they Are they working with you as well, as well as your wife, Parvi? Well,
1: uh, they have their own uh, uh, work life as well. Because as you know, Jamshid is an artist, He's a designer. He does his own things, but he also helps us. So he designs our menus, our website, our labels and... All sorts of things. So, the latest product we launched was uh, uh, a beer, a uh, Mr. Todiwala's IPA, and Jamshid designed the label for that. Yeah, so, he works when we want him to work with us. And uh, Hormas, the younger gentleman, is an actor and uh, voiceover artist. So, he has his own profession, but he also looks after now all the products and everything else. And of course, he teaches his parents how bad we are at business. <laughs> and how poor we are, and we must learn from him how to conduct our business. I
0: agree. yeah oh, here we go. Um, yes, yeah, tell me, sorry, sorry.
1: <laughs> so we have a new mentor as well, yes oh, very good. Oh <laughs> well,
0: that's good. um tell me, I was just reading also recently that um I thought it was it was sooner than that, but in two thousand and fourteen, uh, you were nominated BBC Food Personality of the year. It sounds like I I remember that very well, and I thought it was just really a couple of years ago. But times flying, isn't it? I, what did it mean for you at that time to be food personality
1: of the year? Wow, it's
0: quite a big title to get, isn't it?
1: Well, I think it was the BBC Food and Farming Awards, and there we yeah. And all of a sudden, my name was announced at the big prize of the day, and <laughs> I didn't know how to take it really because I was a bit shocked as well. I mean, what have I done to deserve? Uh, honor of being the food personality of the year. Funnily, after that, the BBC no longer give that award out to anybody. The last recipient of that award. And um, it it was a great feeling. And then, of course, they they gave me a whole reflection of all that I do. Working with the farming community, working with so many initiatives to support British wildlife or British uh, heritage breeds or farming or fishing and all that sort of thing. So, because I'm involved in so many activities, they thought I was the right person.
0: Wow! Uh, clearly, clearly you were, and clearly, um, clearly you still are. I can listen to you on on uh, some sort of talk show on radio quite a lot and obviously we've seen you on Saturday Kitchen very often over the years Uh, and one program which is close to my heart and I absolutely fan you and Tony Singh absolutely phenomenal uh, was The Spiceman. Are you planning that again at some point?
1: I mean we would love to do another program but I don't know if the BBC is ready for another program of that sort because it was so popular and everybody still talks about it today. Though to me yeah. and I do want to do a lot of things together. Yeah. We are just looking for the right person to work with us because it's, it has to be a good synergy. And there is a lot of uh, opportunity there to work together, to do different things, to do events, to do parties, to do classes, to do talks, to do you know whatever. And
0: oh, with yeah. that
1: will come a bit of television here and there. But yeah, it's about time. We got very busy in our own lives conducting our own businesses, and we forgot about the Spiceman really. And then time, people
0: time to relaunch it, I say It's
1: time to <laughs> relaunch. and a lot of people have been telling us, why are you guys not doing something? We loved you. So yes, the plan is to sit back, think, maybe launch our own channel, maybe do different things, and I think it's about time we did that.
0: I could not agree more. And what a good transition for me to really come to the core of this podcast is the power of human connection. You and Tony Singh. So for those who don't know, Tony is on a, uh, he's a fabulous chef. Um, I believe his restaurant is in Scotland, in Edinburgh. Um, and you've been longtime friends and you've been shooting that first series on the BBC Spiceman. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll see that more again. So I guess you guys know each other for many years
1: with Tony. Yeah, Tony actually met me in 2000 he had won some award on ITV as uh, ITV had launched a chef program he won the award and he was coming to London but he wanted to definitely meet me because he heard about me using British to create Indian food he uses Indian to create British food so mm-hmm. the thing was there was like a synergy and he came to see me we met, we became friends since then and I the mm-hmm. program, program the, they found the right partner When the program was so successful because I think both of us matched up really well. I can't understand a word he says anyway because he speaks the best Scottish accent. So the laugh, I laugh, he laughs, we all laugh and we get along and it's a fun (laughs) And it works. It works. It works. It works well.
0: It works. I cannot agree more. I I really can't wait. So I guess you know, you, you've known each other for work. You've then been brought together to do this series. You are still in touch with each other now. Um, you are a very uh, warm character, I have to say, Cyrus. We know each other for many years, but I see how you get on with, with people. Um, how, what does it mean for you in your life and in your, day of, in your work, this power of uh, connection with human?
1: Oh, boy, I think it's the most important thing in my life in that respect. Because I know there are times when I'm told that, you know, you you will even go and embrace a bad person or he means harm to you. But that's my nature. It's always been like that. And uh, I think uh, there is no better feeling than uh, communication, being able to interact with people. Yes, of course, it takes up. Sometimes it just is too much of a burden for me sometimes because people want a great deal out of me all the time sometimes. And I can't cope. Mm-hmm. but on the on the other side of it I think it's the human relationship that's kept us going all these years and our mm-hmm. customers have become friends now they communicate with us there are so many emailing us while we are at home asking about our health etc etc the mm-hmm. human link is very important and I think we miss sometimes we miss out on that growing up in India is very different to growing up in Britain I would imagine you know, here people like to be to beat or by themselves, whereas in India, everybody is interfering in your life sometimes. It's too much, but they're all over <laughs> you all the time. And we yeah. grew up in that environment, so we created that environment for us over here. Initially, we yeah. did have problems because some people misunderstood us and thought that we wanted something from them. Now yes. they've become great friends and they understand us better that that's just our nature, our culture. I mean, our house is a free-for-all house. But always for uh, when the kids were small, every kid in the square came and ate in our house and the mums would get very upset with Pervin saying, why are you feeding my children? But your child is hungry. What am I supposed to do?
0: <laughs> what a friendly family! I love that. I well now now more than ever. Yes, people will be shouting at you with this two meters, you know, distance new rule. Yeah. We're gonna have that's gonna change an entire culture. How actually? Just a little question on that. But how is your family in India? Is everybody okay there? How do you cope with it? Well, bit?
1: I think uh, the family had gone to different places. My sister, for example, and my brother-in-law, they've been stuck in Goa for two months now. Back to Pune where they live. My other cousins are stuck in different parts of the country and they are stuck. They can't go anywhere. They have to be where they are. But they are coping very well. And I think Bombay is now at the moment heading into a deeper crisis because of the overpopulation and the COVID. Mm -hmm. Talk on Bombay's heavy population and the poor people living 8, 10 in a house. So I mm-hmm. think there is a crisis looming over there. But for the time being, all our friends and family are good. We chat with them all the time. WhatsApp has opened up the whole world to us, you know?
0: Yeah. Zoom and, and all these, you know, new technologies to make calls. Yeah, I could not agree more. Um, so I guess, you know, the, the, this power of human connection is clearly very important. Have you? Do you think so? You, your business is based on this power of human connection?
1: <coughs> if you look at Cafe Spice, you can say there is a lot of truth in that because every customer is, I mean, all the old customers are now very personable. And they have their own likes, their dislikes, their own table, their own chair. We had one mm-hmm. customer who one day got up and told me that this is not my chair. And I said, well, I've got my chairs in the restaurant. He's saying, this is not my chair. My chair should be at this table every Wednesday afternoon. I said, I- talking with me pretty serious you know i've got plenty of time i said okay you stay there and you try all the chairs till you find your chair you know what after about 15 chairs he found his chair and he said this is my chair i said so what we did was we wrapped a insulation tape on the base of the chair of that on the leg of that chair and I kept the chair Told all the staff, Wednesday afternoon, when Freddie Hedger comes, that chair has to be in that position, regardless of where we are apart, whatever.
0: <laughs> That's bespoke service. That is very good. <laughs>
1: Crazy. And when he retired, he left us. And I said, you know, Freddie, shall I share, send that chair to your house? And he started crying so much. I said, oh, boy, don't worry about it. <laughs> he said, on the chair, it remind, nice. remind me of you guys all the time that is so good and do you think you obviously you are very
0: warm with with your clients you are you're a very uh personable person you go and meet your customer every time you know i've been to the restaurant over the years you always come out and you talk to everyone um a little bit of advice for again for people coming into this industry and and using that power of networking do you think this human uh, being sort of very warm to customer and having this personal touch to customer is crucial for becoming a good businessman in the hospitality so sector. So, number
1: one, ours is the second oldest profession in the world. And hospitality is yes. all about people. If there are no people, there is no hospitality. If there are no people, you've got no customers, no customers, no business, you might as well close down and go home. So If you don't yes. believe in hospitality and being hospitable, And, you know, the old stiff upper lip kind of a relationship that you had with customers and you maintain the distance from them is now slowly breaking down. It's no longer necessary. People do like a chat. You must be able to gauge whether people are wanting a chat or not wanting a chat. So many times Mm -hmm. we get comments from guests saying that Mr. Todiwala came and met the table next to me, but didn't come and see me. (laughs) Ooh! <laughs> I back to the kitchen <laughs> for some reason you know they would call me back boss you're wanted in the kitchen i would run back and uh, then they will say they left the restaurant right and nasty come and say you know mr toddyola has been very abrupt he didn't like us so he didn't come to see us so there are disadvantages sometimes to that effect but pervin is fantastic mm-hmm. you know she will tell me go meet one two three four five do that first before you go back into the kitchen and i will go meet those people just spend half a minute even one minute but i think it is so so important because from there it opens up other doors for you not only doors but it sometimes somebody is really down is really low not feeling good and you can change the thinking so i will give you a story that stayed with me at a restaurant yes, in pune jamshid was 5 years old okay no 4 4 years old And uh, sometimes he would spend time with me in the restaurant. I would just take him there. As a foyer, he would be cutting chips for me or, you know, just wasting time playing with his books or whatever. So this afternoon, I had taken him to the restaurant and one couple walked in, sat by the door. Second table from the door, I cannot forget. And within minutes, they started quarreling. So the menus were on the table, but they started quarreling. They started speaking a bit loudly. Something went wrong. The girl got very upset and they started going out of the restaurant. So he went to them, okay. tugged at the girl and said, do you not like my father's food? My, my daddy's food. All he told her was, you don't like my daddy's food? And they felt so bad. The little kid was there watching them. So they came back and sat down. And okay. he went and told them and they said, you know, but what shall we order? He said, leave it to me. I'll order your food. <laughs> okay he came back to the kitchen and he ordered the cheapest bloody food on the menu i said at least this kid could have you know give the most expensive stuff because today they will not get away but you know that is hospitality he changed it yes but a that. second they were broken down they became very peaceful again they started chatting with each other and this child went then started chatting with them
0: Oh, you you may have saved a couple's relationship there. I think you did. Oh bless. This is such a good story. But that's exactly that's exactly it, isn't it? And then I guess if these guys were happy, they will uh, speak to their friends and family, and the world of word of mouth is starting. And this is what I guess PR is all about: is is getting that word of exactly. mouth out there. Um, and recommendation of clients is the best you can have. An happy customer can make yes, ten others, but an
1: unhappy customer can tell fifty others.
0: Oh bummer! I forgot about that. But yes. <laughs> But they're never unhappy with you. Can they be unhappy? I mean, I guess I guess it's good to share. Do you have any really awful stories that you think, oh gosh, that was really yeah, difficult yeah, yeah. to manage? They're, they're
1: unhappy. There are quite a few instances and people do get unhappy. They may come with a bad uh, feeling from outside. Some just come to slander you. <laughs> I know a man just came to the restaurant deliberately only to make sure that he felt that I was not as good as I people say I am and that he was better and everything else. And I'm a better chef than you. And the chefs never do that. So he's just a domestic cook.
0: Mm, gosh.
1: That's all he did. He actually came just to slander us. I had to eventually ask him to leave the restaurant. And it happens sometimes. People mm-hmm. are nasty. People can be mean. They can be wicked. But you have to work around that. You have to be still maintain your poise. You have to maintain your decorum. And you have to say, sorry, but I don't agree with you. Please don't come back. You know, simple things happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. stories like that. Danger
0: of life, I guess. And this is why we're chatting with another guest previously about this virus that, you know, we we need, we felt that we need to start living again. We can't be indoors like that forever. Life is a risk. Life is an everyday risk. You meet good people, bad people. um, You have fun, you can be sad, but it's what is life all about. And at the moment, we felt a little bit oppressed in our own home and not talking to everyone. uh, We're not physically seeing anyone. And personally, I'm missing, And you know how much I love that this human connection activity and I I really miss it. I I find it really difficult at the moment, actually.
1: But the thing Um, is that if we don't go out, if we don't meet people, we will never have resistance in our bodies either. You know? Exactly. Our body is all (laughs) about touching your face, touching your hands, touching everything. And it needs that bacteria all the time to thrive and uh, the important thing is that is uh, perhaps i mean we were on a discussion this morning on hospitality and a very senior person of dnd restaurants you know the md was saying that it should never have been closed people are going to get affected anyway the more the exposure the better most people will get but what has happened is mm-hmm. we are we are closing everything down at the expense of the economy sliding down into a severe recession so there are two sides to every story. The government has to play safe naturally because they have got advice coming from doctors and scientists and everybody else. Whereas the business community mm-hmm. thinks, let's just get on with it and let people decide for themselves because they're adult enough to understand what is right and what is wrong with them. You know, and then as in a business, you would always want to think that way. I can understand how the government mm-hmm. feels, but maybe it's time to start losing the strings a little bit. Maybe.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, some other countries in Europe seems to have done it and it's it, it's trusting the population and um, to, to get on with life, as you say, I think it's quite important. I mean, that's that's my personal opinion as well. So hopefully, I think for me, the biggest problem I have, um, I love my three boys, as you know, very much so, but um, working at home with kids is just clearly mission nearly impossible. Uh, so I can't wait for the schools to open again. Um, because without that, the economy can't start again. If if people like like myself are are not finding the time during the day, so I work crazy hours overnight so just to catch up with the work I could not do during the day. Uh, my poor kids are left sometimes on their own device for for a few hours. What I've got calls and my husband as well. It's um, it's a tricky time. <laughs>
1: uh, they will grow up. You <laughs> know that they will grow up.
0: Eventually, yes, I will remember these days. Yeah. Oh, I miss them so much. But yeah, for now, I just need a little bit of help with the school, which would be really good. You know,
1: our boys have slept for years on the floor in our office during the Christmas busy period. Home at, <laughs> we couldn't take home from school. They would just have to lie on the floor. We'd put a tablecloth, and they would sleep on the tablecloth. I love it. The tablecloth and carried them to the car at night.
0: Oh gosh, this is brilliant. Yeah, that's going to make some mom crying now. You know, there's such a movement about everything needs to be perfect. And I'm a bit like you, things need to happen, and the kids tend to follow. But But, um, yeah, the world is very divided about it. You
1: know, I never ever order our staff to give me anything. Yeah, I don't. I will not sit and say, get me this or get me that, or can I have this or can I have that? No. But one day, i saw some food going into the office which i, and I said where's the food going he says going to the office he said, i said why he said no hormuz has ordered some food right <laughs> so he sit on my desk and he would call say i'm calling from the boss's desk can i have this sent to the office please
0: i love his how he was how maybe was 7
1: you- or 8 you know how much oh, older oh ah, okay yeah oh. <laughs> And then, you know, yeah. And then again, when from school, we used to bring them to the restaurant first and then Pervin would go home with them. So one, every day it come in the afternoon, suddenly run into the kitchen. And we don't, we would never give them sweets. You know that, never give them sweets because we don't think it is right to give sweets after school. In any case, he would run into the kitchen and then one fine day I ran behind him. I said, what the hell is this kid up to every day? open and there were five kids waiting in the passage at the back you know and I said what's happening here and they were all giving him sweets and distributing all our puris to them
0: <laughs> oh that's brilliant oh you're <laughs> gonna love kids seriously you know I know they will they will grow too fast and I'm gonna miss this story I'm, so yeah you're absolutely right I should not I actually say.
1: hug them as we used to <laughs> hug them you know
0: Oh, yeah. Well, even though they're like twice, twice, yeah. twice your size. Now, I've seen your boys recently, yeah. you know, big, tall, handsome boys, by the way. But yes, very, uh, very. Oh, God, I can't believe how much they've grown over the years. But uh, oh, but family is, is definitely that power of human connection. You've made you, you've given us some tremendous examples and, and truly starts with uh, truly starts with family first. Um one more thing, we, we tackled the networking elements yeah. over this conversation. Do you attend any networking events um, in order to attract clients to get to know you or to come to the restaurants or to buy the chutney pickles or the books? Do you attend any Well, events? I
1: attend a very few, Clemence. I wish I had more time on my hands because I'm involved in so much. I'd mm-hmm. really love to do that because sometimes I miss good opportunities. And I think some events are important. Yes, somewhere, some places you do get taken for a ride. But I think they are important to some respects, some degree as well. And um, hopefully, if ever luck is on my side, I might get a little bit more free to do more of those. Because they do have an impact. And yes, it is uh, sometimes good to just network. Maybe you don't know who your contact is going to be. You can contact somebody, get some business out of it. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. And when you have time, um, have you got any good networking event that you've attended or really bad experiences recent over the past few months uh, or years?
1: Sometimes, yes. Some good networking events, are you go to an event, of course, we go to mostly hospitality events as well. And you do come across something. I have, yes. uh, I have actually got a great consultancy out of one. That's thing. And I got a good ah, consultancy good. out of it. We uh, managed to help them to get a better product for their business and help them to formulate a good uh, recipe pack for their staff some training so yes it it did have an effect it did uh, matter and i hope i can do more consultancies in the months to come because i think britain needs to up up the standard of asian cuisine in their restaurants and kitchens etc and i think definitely i can add a lot of value to that i can Give them uh, you know better menus, better products, train their staff, do all sorts of things. So yes, there is an opportunity. there there, is, there are good things always in those things. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't happen. Mm.
0: And it's I guess it's uh, it's a matter of priority. and as you said, you are definitely very busy with all your restaurants. Um, thank God you've got your wife on your side, Purvidu is really, very strong, and the both of you are sort of sharing quite lots of tasks. But uh but your time is very precious, and attending yep. event can take time. So we we've had people giving some advice on they don't go to networking events unless they've seen the guest list and they know exactly who they will be meeting on the night um we've had some other guests saying actually i don't even time i have no time at all to attend this event i do all my networking on my social media which was an interesting point as well because i know you are very good on social yourself do you make any business is there any networking uh, at the on moment it's media?
1: mostly educating people with videos on my instagram quite a lot going out there we are getting mm-hmm. very excellent feedback from that people are learning uh Social media, mostly on that. Very little Twitter at the moment. Facebook recipes as well. We are not canvassing or doing any business at the moment because everybody is followed. But I am giving more knowledge and more information to people as we go along. Very important because, again, you know, Mm. the competition we run, ZestQuest Asia. You have not been, but you must come next year. But the thing is to. that uh, yes. we, want, we are now launching a Zest Quest Asia at home for young people. So we want young kids also who are cooking at home and helping mothers to look at it as a more challenging prospect. So we are just at the final stages of working out what the prizes will be. And we want young people to look at, you know, creating some food at home, sending an image, sending a recipe, pick a winner. The family comes for a fantastic meal at Cafe Spice and a few other prizes here and there. So, yes, we have to keep that going. And competition going. So, ZestQuest, Zestquest. Asia has to survive. It has become, yeah. from the colleges we hear, that it has become the number one competition on their calendar, which is great news. We love that. But uh, we have to grow it further. Absolutely.
0: Well, let's get the word out there. And hopefully this podcast will be heard by lots of people in the industry. And... Keep the communication going on, on Zesque Asia. I think it's a very good uh, message to get out there. Um, before we close this session, and I, because I'm really conscious of your time, Cyrus, and thank you again so much for for allowing me to interview you today. Um, talking about networking and finishing on the networking, and do you have any advice uh, for anyone who will want to network but don't really know where to start? What one, would you say did, to them? Did
1: you ever think that I would refuse to talk to you?
0: Thanks for that. Um, you oh, are a busy You man, have a way sorry. of twisting my
1: arm, actually. <laughs> yeah. What's my way? What's
0: uh, my way? Tell me.
1: Keep What's
0: my okay, power? On
1: networking, you know what we actually <coughs> do with us at Cafe Spice as well. We sometimes create our own networking events as well, which benefit uh, people, but more yes. on the environmental front and why we need chefs to be more careful about taking... A more keen interest in the environment and sustainability, and you know, looking after the future of our country and nation and world and everything else. But on networking events, I think you get bombarded sometimes. And in the mornings, the emails will come da 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 da. They drop like a, you know, like a list of bullets coming at you. you and pick and choose what exactly yes. will benefit me. And sometimes you may think it's a benefit, and then mm-hmm. you're stuck over there, and you are your eager your. You know, you don't allow yourself to quietly disappear from that, make an excuse. But events which are just useless and some events are good. So I would say that people who are busy need to evaluate and then they have to break them down. There are only because I'm involved in several committees that I cannot always attend networking events, but some of them are really, really good. And if you look at the the pre- event, uh, email that comes to you, what the topics are going to be, who the speakers are going to be, is it going to be of any benefit to you? Then I would say that, yes, you must go, though I myself host some events. So I host some events for the mayor's office at City Hall, particularly on young entrepreneurship and motivation to young people who want to get into business and uh, things to do with uh, sustainability and London's role in uh, creating an environment in which uh, the markets come alive again and in which the food of London is a big, uh, important factor. So there are quite a few things like that that I am involved in, which I find joy out of. But when people actually want you there, you have to be a little bit careful and find out why they want you there. And then if you go for yes. it.
0: Yeah. And then you go for it. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, uh, Cyrus. One last plug on yourself. Obviously your newest book, Simple Spice Vegetarian is available now on your website, but also on Amazon. Um, for everybody who wants to check you out, obviously, cafespice.co.uk, where you can find all of the information on Cyrus, the restaurants, and the rest of his business. Um, and by any means, your social media, uh, Cyrus Todiwala, so people can, if they want to re- get in touch with you directly, sure. they can drop you a quick sure, email problem. or a quick... What? Very good. Very good. Thanks ever so much. I'm really, really happy that I've spoken to you today. Thanks ever so much. Keep well. And I'm sure I'll Thank see you Thank you. have fun with the kids. See soon you again. Soon. Thank you so much for listening to Connection Privé, a podcast produced by Clementine Communication PR Agency. This episode was mixed and edited by Chris Osborne. For more insightful interviews about networking and the power of human connection, make sure to subscribe to Connection Privé on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review in the Apple Podcast Store or tell a friend about us. I'm your host, Clémence de Crécy, and I hope to see you again soon. À bientôt!